Welcome to this edition of When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine, a discussion of sustainable living and what that means to you and me. I'm Jay Warmke. And I'm Annie Warmke. And today we're going to talk about greenwashing, or you know they're lying because their lips are moving. Oh my There gosh. you go. That's the truth, but it's funny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so what are we talking about when we're talking about greenwashing? Well, first off, uh, to give you the definition of what greenwashing, uh, when I read this, it said when uh, using green PR or green marketing to deceptively promote the perception that an organization's products, aims, or policies are environmentally friendly. So, seems like a fairly good definition of greenwashing. Um, I guess the key the key term there is. You have to know you're doing it, I guess. You're, it's it's on-purpose deceiving. Okay, so I want to have a little bit of a disclaimer before we start because right. I want to say that I don't care what corporation it is. The word corporation should be your dead giveaway here. That whatever they're telling you about anything that has to do with sustainability okay. or green, quote-unquote, is a ploy to get you to buy their product and they are absolutely not capable of telling you the whole truth about what that product is it's just the way it is right well i was going to i was going to say and i was i was waiting i thought you'd come down a little harsher than that uh, well, i'm trying not to get angry <laughs> right. because it's very so, so uh, right, go wait, ahead cuz i want to i want to talk about I my know, email you're, you're loaded for bear here but um um yeah i, I mean a corporation's motivation is to make money. I mean, going through the MBA program and all that, they beat it into you. Your obligation is to maximize profits for shareholders and all of that nonsense. So anything other than that, if they're telling you that's their motivation, they're they're not being truthful to you and or themselves because their true motivation by its very design and definition is to try and make money. And the only reason they're going to tell you they're green or they're saving the planet or you know, they're, they're full of hugs, is to try and get money out of you. Well, that, so. the, the other side of that is interesting because I was thinking about it earlier, that if you know the people or you know the company, not the corporation, but the company or the business you're buying from, they don't have to explain it to you. You know. And they're not looking at you like you are, all you are is a consumer, and all I'm trying to do is get money out of you. They're developing a relationship with you. They want you to come back. Um, they know that they're going to stand in the grocery line with you. I mean, this is a very different kind of relationship. But here's the thing. I right. got this I got this email. You're right. This is what motivated this particular yes, program. Here. I got this email from um, Annie's, which I'm not familiar with. They're the cookies people. Well, they apparently make pasta, too, because they right. refer to that. And... Um, and they, so I won't read you what they sent, but I will read you my email. I said, I doubt you can imagine my surprise at seeing the word sustainability. That's quote unquote. Also, quote, we believe food is one of the most powerful forces we have to protect our Mother Earth. That's just so bizarre. I can't even explain. And sustainability team. I'd truly like to know how you turn General Mills into a company that can honestly claim those words are related to their brand. Please prove my cynicism wrong. 
I work with women-run-owned small farm businesses and blah, 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 and I'd like to be able to talk to them about what you're doing. So so to say you received some sort of email and General Mills, which is one of the largest manufacturers of food that profits by the monoculture, um, you know, non-organic, uh, fertilizer-based industries of this nation, and they're claiming that what they're doing is great for planet Earth. And right. you, for whatever reason, were skeptical. Have I, <laughs> no, have I was, I was have a I cynic. Have I summed that up? Cynic. All right, Let's so go you, the next So round. you wrote to uh, Miss Annie over there. Miss Annie. No, and, it's not uh, a person. It's a team. I know. It's a Annie's team. Annie's team. And they've got some weird little, like we're little bunnies. Hoppies. Hoppies and bunnies. bunnies. That just strikes me as being condescending on about seven They said, seven we levels. are U- U.S. Berkeley-based bunnies. Okay, and we're really proud of what we've been able to accomplish working alongside General Mills. So this, to me, seems like such a contradiction. To it's just selling your selling out, you know, um, and it made so, me feel angry because. So they sent you. They they were nice. They responded to you. Well, they picked they, my name out of something because they, I clearly was connected to sustainability. But they assuaged all of your doubts, and now you're a big uh, supporter of the entire effort, right? No, I got mad. Okay. I got mad at what they wrote back because they wrote back and went on and on and on about how great it was that they hadn't compromised any of their principles or any of their culture to work for four years with General Mills. And then they started telling me that General Mills, as a result of their relationship, was going to convert 34,000 acres of conventional farmland to certified organic by 2020. Well, that, that kind of cracks me up because, like, if my Aunt Gladys converted 35,000 acres, I would think you did pretty good, Aunt Gladys. But a company the size of General Mills, I don't know what the number is, but 35,000 acres has to be, you know, one one hundred thousandth of one percent of their total total land right. that, they're, that they're doing. Well, the other thing is that now they're saying that General Mills – once these parent co- these um, companies that are within General Mills are connected to them, to then take these things that they're going to do with the organic wheat, and they now have to come up with products. And they also said that they're going to um, make a commitment to um, regenerative agriculture to do regenerative agriculture on a million acres by. Um, I don't know, some 2030 or something. Okay, I don't know what's their definition of regenerative agriculture. But if I begin to think about all the products and the billions of things that they must create, I, I just look at this and go, this is the ultimate in greenwashing. And this company, Annie's Cookies, or if we eat pasta or whatever, I mean, that just it just drives me crazy. Right. It's well, not- this isn't General Mills' first rodeo when it comes to greenwashing. They they ran through a big uh, uh, controversy not too long ago with their Honey Nuts Cheerios uh, program to bring back the bees, where apparently um, because of the um, the nicotinoid um, pesticides and the uh, GMO plantings. We've seen a huge reduction in pollinators. So, and General Mills, being one of the major contributors to this, then decided to alleviate the problem by offering free seed packets to people who ate their 
their uh, honey nut Cheerios. And, and it, it got so kind of silly because a lot of these seeds were invasive plants and, and it wasn't well thought through. Um, but, but once again, that's part of the problem with greenwashing when it's done very poorly, as in that case, is it comes across almost condescending and silly. You know, uh, we're going to solve this. Let's, you know, like I'm going to solve global hunger by sending you a free Snickers bar. You know, I mean, that's the it's kind like of It's like such a approach. contradiction. But it you isn't know. just about food because if you look at things like the clean coal campaign, clean natural gas, I mean, talk about greenwashing and natural gas. That yeah. makes me want to gag. Well, the, the term greenwashing actually came around about um, the actual term apparently first used in an uh, essay about hotels. You know, and the hotels had that thing where, you know, here, we're not going to wash your, your towels That's because right. we're saving or, the environment. Or put your towel in a certain place. They're doing, still doing that. Right, right, right. Or put the covers over your bed but or something. apparently somebody decided to see, are they actually not then spending money or doing things that they otherwise – and it turns out they, they saved nothing other than the cost of cleaning the towel. They didn't reduce their carbon footprint at all. They didn't reduce their business practices at all. It was just a pure – and the person who wrote that article called it greenwashing. And by, by 1999, it actually made its way into the Oxford English Dictionary. And, and another term in the 1960s that this supplanted, which I thought was really funny, um, they called it eco-pornography – and that was actually coined by a marketing guy named Jerry Mander. Now, that name has to be made up, right? Jerry Mander. Give me a break. That's pretty so, good. Well, maybe um, you're putting the accent in the wrong place. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I love the name anyway. So, um, But this gets into something we were discussing before. Uh, the actual term is linguistic detoxification. But taking words and manipulating them to where they no longer mean what they mean. You know, it's it's like... Um, some of the examples we had were, were like all natural, you know, what's all natural? Like there was a problem with General Mills again, where they were selling their all natural strawberry fruit roll-ups, but unfortunately they contain no strawberry. Um, so how can that be all natural? Or, or my favorite is when the fat thing was a big deal and all these sugar products were saying contains no fat. Well, yeah, yeah it doesn't, but it still well, has egg, sugar. Eggs are a good one too. Eggs and chicken as a meat because they'll have these catchy little careful like free range. But what the law says is that they only have to have so many hours at the en- just before the end of their life to be out into a space where there's fresh air. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, so, and so, so they there's define, lots of those things. They define the term to the point where it becomes meaningless. You know, I mean, the no, true. No, they're, they're marketing to you as the consumer who clearly t- is looking for certain things. So they're going to have focus groups. They're looking for certain words in those focus groups to see what people like me want to read on the packaging or in the advertising or here. And then they're going to use those phrases to con us into thinking that this animal or this meat or this product, whatever it is, whether it's lotion for your face or clean coal or whatever, is going to be more palatable to you because you have a different political view. And, and clearly the American public is, wor- is moving more towards, I want, I want things to be done better. And we know this from the meat industry because the, something like 65% of people are saying they are more concerned about how that animal was treated than if it was organic. That's a big deal. So that's why it says cage-free or 
uh, range or whatever the wording is that they have for these different um, chicken products. But if they're a big corporation, they're lying. They're absolutely lying. Because their lips are moving. That's right. right. Okay, so there are um, these. Uh, there, there was an article I saw, which was about the seven deadly sins of greenwashing. So, so we'll we'll use that as but a little bit of a framework. Before we go into that, can we say I'll try it, and use it as it a framework? Can we say that this applies to not just food? It applies to energy. It applies to all products. It applies to architectural design. Yes, yes, yes. We'll get there. Engineering. We'll okay. get there. I'm just using a framework. We're going to get it all. Okay, tell it. To all us. right, but the the first deadly sin, which you've touched on a little bit, the sin. Why, of, why are we calling it a sin? Because it's seven deadly sins: greed, avarice, all of those. It's, oh. it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. All right, people. It's like the top ten. Why do we pick? Is it Christian thing? Um, could be. I don't or know. I don't know. The I've seven deadly sins. Um, anyway, sin sin of the hidden trade off. Sin of the hidden. That sounds like an Indiana Jones So the seven movie. sins of greenwashing, though. That's right, what right, right, about. right. And this is suggesting that a product is green based on a narrow set of attributes uh, that without attention to the, to the other issues. For instance, a good example of this is um, uh, Bank of America had their, like, eco card, right, their eco credit card that said when you spend money using your credit card, then a portion of what you spent won't come back as cash back. It's going to buy carbon credits that offset. Oh, that's the worst. Pollution. That is the worst. Right. Okay. okay. Well, what, what? And and it sounds all good, and everybody's like, "Hey, kumbaya! I'm now green." You know, as I go out and buy a Rolex or whatever. The reality being that you would actually be more environmentally friendly if you didn't buy stuff. That's right. Stop but, but purchasing. Then, but then you're using credit cards, but only one half of 1% of whatever it is that you spent goes towards this offset. So that would be an example of that first one. Okay, we'll break here and we'll say you are listening to When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine with Jay and Annie Warmke. Reminding you, it is indeed the end of the world as we know it. And especially today, thank God. Thank God. And we're not going to greenwash that, right? (laughs) So, all right, the second deadly sin, the sin of no proof, right? Eight out of ten dentists, you know, whatever. So, so they just sort of say these things. They give you, it sounds good, but, you know, prove it. What, What, is there any basis for this? Which leads into the sin of vagueness, right? That the claim <laughs> is so vague oh. as as to be misunderstood. Like, uh, I don't know. What would be a good example? Maybe a car commercial with flowers growing out of the tailpipe. You know, it's like, what? What is that? What's that telling me? Yeah. It gave but me I think the you can look at packaging. Yeah. And yeah. lots of things that are used on packaging are such... Such baloney. If well, they say uh, earth-friendly, well, what, what does that mean? All right. Well, here's another example. So most people, when they think about buying uh, dairy products, let's say dairy products, because that's like milk and butter and stuff. And in that section of lots of stores, there'll be a farmer, and it's a man, and he's got a cute little straw hat, and he's sitting on a tractor, and there's a cow, cute little cow over here. Maybe there's a, some chickens running around. And that is the image they're trying to sell of that dairy product. But in fact, 
it hasn't looked like that for 65 years. Right. Well, it doesn't sell if they show you this industrialized, Computer-run you know, tractor spraying uh, stuff for five miles. And, and seven feet deep in manure at the, at the car. The cow udders. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, the sin of, of worshiping false labels, I guess that's like false idols, um, where, where they give you the impression. Now, that's an example where if you've got a bucolic scene, you know, the, of, of some sort of, uh, we see that a lot with the Amish made stuff, you know, they give you this sense that it somehow has something that it may or may not have. But is, is this the same as the one where we saw the commercial when we were traveling of the guy who was pretending to be the doctor to sell a product, <laughs> in fact, and he was not a doctor? We could we could actor. stretch it to that, yeah. I mean, that was one of those advertisements where everything that the announcer was saying underneath was a disclaimer saying, uh, "What we just said isn't true. This guy isn't really a doctor. No, there is no but evidence for this claim." They're making it seem claim. like the medical community is supporting sure, this particular sure. drug. Mm-hmm. And and Wonder Bread bring builds strong bodies. But one ways. one of the things that they found out when it comes to drugs, I was shocked because I hadn't seen TV for quite a long time. We're staying in a, in a hotel, and um, and it was a, in between the program we were watching. Every commercial was about drugs, and um, the thing that shocked me about it was the research shows that they don't even have to say what the product is necessarily used for, and quite often they didn't because I'd look at you and say, what's that for? Uh, but the person will go to their doctor. It's for removing money from your wallet. That's right. Mm-hmm. And they would demand the product, and the doctor will give right. it. Okay. Well, you're going down a cul-de-sac here. Let's um, <laughs> move, move back. I All am right. not. It's I'm, true. I'm coming back to greenwashing. Worshipping false labels. Uh, false false medical. Or irrelevance. Or well, whatever. I don't know. It's all the same thing. Well, there was a study in 2010 that found that 95% of all products claiming to be green were in no way green at all. Yeah, I'm sure. Which is pretty. Because it sells. Because people are wanting to believe they're doing better. And this is the sad part, is that people are actually trying. They they think they're doing mm-hmm. good. Right. And in fact, they're just being lied to and really robbed. Okay, the next sin, the sin of irrelevance, which is making a claim that's truthful, but nonsensical, unimportant. Um I don't know. Got a good example of something like that? Um, um, it has mint in it, so therefore it's really healthy for you. Okay. All right. And it might be, but it may be irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Especially when you're talking about asphalt. It's mint tea. <laughs> or or yeah. paving surfaces. Yeah. <laughs> Contains mint, which is better for the environment. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Especially if you chew on it. That's good. Or, or the, the, the lesser of two evils. Now, we see this a lot. Like, for instance... Um, uh, natural <laughs> gas is a good example of that. They'll always say, well, you know, compared to coal, yeah. natural gas is is, is less polluting. It's amazing the word natural. People think it's a good thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know of anything that's unnatural. I mean, About if it's it. on planet Earth. Isn't I mean that's the problem with all natural. It's like when they say about chemicals, you know, everything is made up of chemicals. It doesn't matter. But what I it don't is. I don't remember as a kid them calling it natural gas. Um I don't know. Uh I think they had a cute little cartoon logo. I'm sure that Oh, of was course good. you would remember that. But the lesser of two evils, I mean, think of that. It's like, okay, they're both bad, so we have to choose one. This is not a good argument. Yeah. 
Oh, you're either with us or you're against That's us. That's right. There we go. Mm-hmm. I thought there were more choices. And the sin of fibbing. Come on. Lying. Let's All be right. honest about what that word is. It's lying. It and we looks are like a duck to... and walks like a duck, right? It's, it's a definitely duck. a lie. Well, and there, I found this statistic I thought was really funny. In, in 1970, the first Earth Day, apparently um, utilities decided to jump on board during the first Earth Day. They spent $300 million advertising how green they were in conjunction with the very first Earth Day, which was eight times as much as they spent on actually trying to reduce pollution, which is great. I mean, if you spend eight times as much telling people how good you are as opposed to trying it's to be good. It's all a tax write-off. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Or McDonald's. McDonald's, when they, in Europe, when they changed their colors from yellow and red to yellow and green in an attempt to convince people that they were suddenly environmentally friendly. Now, to me, that's the irrelevance one, right? Who cares what color your logo is? It doesn't make you well, green. Their brand is so strong. When I was in China uh, at the UN Women's Forum, they had uh, Ronald McDonald's uh, statue, and he's sitting on a bench. And all these women would go and sit down, and he has his arm out like he's got his arm around the person when they sit down there. And lots of women would go and get their picture taken. And so that night, some... But, a lot of women from Australia went and smashed him up. Um, and everybody, and so all these other women were so upset because this was such a big deal. Ronald McDonald and McDonald's was right in the middle of this great women's conference. And it was like this war going on. It didn't matter what the Australian women said about how bad their franchise was or anything. Those women were upset. They were wanting I'm, to be American sitting there with Ronald I'm kind McDonald. of upset too. I mean, what'd Ron do to you guys? Oh, come on. So, all right. So um, we're, we're trying to be green. The studies show people want co- companies to be green. Obviously, they're good at deceptive advertising, manipulative advertising. So then we rely on these third-party certifications to come in and say, all right, we're going to come in and look at these guys. We all know they're liars anyway. We're going to attest to the fact that they're green. So then a lot of certifications, dozens and dozens. I highlighted just a few, but like the LEED certification, Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. Right. Yeah. For buildings. For buildings. And and these certifications almost, in, almost inevitably, as they become accepted, the flaws within them become very apparent. I know the first version of LEED's, um, people were concerned because you could actually design and be lead platinum uh, for a building and not be environmental at all. Well, to be fair, though, they were trying to find their way. But yeah. to me, lead just represents buying product. And it's it's a way of and it's nice because a lot of these certifications then get you thinking. They help direct the process. Right. How can I be green if I'm building a building? Well, lead comes along and says, "All right, this is the way we think." You should do it. Problem then is the manufacturers, who usually have the money, get involved in the process of defining what constitutes being green. Well, it seems weird to me. We've had lots of people come that are doing LEED certified buildings wanting to talk to us about it. And we're like, okay, location. Uh, Okay, the way the building is facing. Uh, How about water collection? How about composting? And they're looking at us like we've lost our mind. And maybe it's a little bit better, but it still comes down to where it's not about leads. Yeah, we had an architect come who was trying to build a municipal building in Columbus, and he was tasked with making it look green. Yeah. And and we told him all these ways he could make it green and he kept going, It doesn't have to be green, it just has to look, look like it's green. green. So that's pure greenwashing. Well, one of them that you rail against, the uh, certified organic. 
certified organic. Yeah, well, I think, you know, again, these things take on their own life. That's what you were explaining earlier. And so USDA, U.S. Department of Agriculture has certified organic seals. Um, the, the challenge we have with certified organic today, and this isn't the USDA, but so if you go to Walmart and it says or, or, organic um, and it came from China, this is a bold-faced lie. Um, if it came from just about any place like that, it's a bold-faced lie. But it sells, and they can charge a lot more money. It's not they're paying more money for it. They're charging you more money. But there are other certifications like naturally raised, naturally grown, um, that type of thing. Or Energy Star, that's been around for a long time, and you right. see that stamp on lots of appliances. They say the only thing it can't be put on is a dryer. No dryer, no clothing dryer is, if, is energy efficient. It doesn't meet the efficiency, yeah. And, and then fair trade. Fair trade is one of those where you say, okay, let's look beyond just the economics of it. Well, we're looking at who produced it. So it's not just about that you got this product and it's certified. It's about saying, all right, we're the people who grew this product or produced this product, paid a fair living wage, and had good conditions to produce um, what they produced. And that's the question we beg to differ with all the time. People don't care. They, I mean, I think a, a general public people care, but corporations don't care how it was produced. Well, once again, the their their motivation the is maximizing profits. Yeah, that's right. And we can we can lay a, a, a condemnation over that and say that's evil. It is what it is. It is reality, right? These corporations are motivated. But we by don't hold maximizing. them accountable. No, that's we don't. That's the problem. They get to do what they want to do and exploit and and destroy. Okay. So we know we, we have un, unaccountable, <coughs> unaccountable corporations. Um, who are not going to tell us the truth, which is kind of how you define marketing. And then we look to certification programs, which may or may not be legitimate or... or right, to, or, to find some kind of guide. Right. So so what is your solution? We, we've got about two minutes here. All right. Well, the same solution that comes out in every program, and that is as much as possible to shop in small shops and know your farmer Know the person producing it. Know the people you're doing business with. This is old-fashioned as can be, but it's what works. Because if I know where that food came from or that product came from, and I know how it's produced, everybody's going to do better. There's going to be more money in the in the uh, um, uh, community. There's going to be more money in that person's community that produced the product. They're going to have more health. I'm going to have more health. It's just going to be a win, win, win all the way around. Mm-hmm. And so it isn't a question of, oh, I can't find that product. I have to go to Walmart or Amazon. It's the, it takes planning. It takes knowing what you need. I mean, we have an annual shopping list that we use, so we have a good idea of what we need. So we can say there's this small business or this time of the year there's this kind of um, – a yard sale or clothing swaps or whatever that is. Once again, using less. But and, high and quality. And high quality. And quality costs money. So if you're not paying for the true cost, as you like to harp on, uh, somehow Harp, those I'm costs not harping. harping on it. it. It's a lovely sound, and then then that that cost is being externalized to someone else. Well, the thing we saw in France that people might only have one business suit, but it's a really, really nice business suit. 
and they might only have really one very nice winter jacket, but they're going to invest in that and wear it till it's dead. And I think the bottom line, hopefully the takeaway from this conversation, is you have to assume that these corporations, when they're marketing themselves as green, assume they're lying until they prove otherwise. Absolutely, absolutely. So the first thing I do is look at the label and see what it's telling me. I'm looking for non-GMO, and then I'm going to look at the ingredients, and the ingredients are going to tell me the truth. Well, you've been listening to When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine with Jay and Annie Warmke. Along with our producer, Adam Rich, we want to thank you for spending just a wee bit of time with us. And as your grandmother hopefully told you, the secret to a happy and sustainable life is... Play nice with others, clean up your own mess, and for heaven's sake, eat those locally grown vegetables. All right, till next time. You can find more information on living sustainably in our unsustainable world at BlueRockStation.com.